Well, you're listening to IoT Emerge, and this is a place for what's really happening in the industrial internet of things. I'm B.B. Jackson. And I'm T.C. Doyle. Welcome, everybody. We're coming to you live from the floor of the 2016 IoT Emerge Conference in Chicago. And we're going to talk about some of the major issues and basic ideas in the industrial IT, brand building, and we have the exact perfect person to lead this conversation with us. It's Tamara McCleary. She's the founder and CEO and brand ambassador for Thulion.co. Welcome. Thank you so much. You're one of the most famous people in marketing on Twitter and social media. You're well-followed, you're well-known, but for those that may not know who you are, let's walk through your background a little bit. How did you start out, and how did you end up here? Oh, my word. It is not a direct trajectory at all. Um, so if any of you relate to a rather winding road, then then you'll uh, relate to this story. Started off in the 80s as a registered nurse and wanted to go back to graduate school to uh, study molecular physiology and cure cancer. Um, So I needed a day job. So I took a job as a hospice case manager doing pediatric end-of-life care. And that taught me just about everything I ever wanted to know about living. And it changed my direction. It altered my path significantly. And I began to look at human behavior and what drives us to make the decisions that we do, even though we know a different choice may be better for us. And that's marketing, right? <laughs> yeah. So think about marketing. What's marketing? Marketing is you have a great idea that, that manifests into a product or service, and then you need to sell it. Otherwise, it's just a hobby. And that got me wildly interested in how do we shift our own thoughts as human beings to be able to accelerate and move and change so that we can be open to new products and services that are life-enhancing. And how do we stop rejecting new technology and instead open up to it? And what are the barriers to entry for new tech? So that launched me into this wild, crazy, amazing world of marketing, sales, and shifting perceptions so that you can really affect the business bottom line. And that's perfect timing for what we're talking about here at IoT Emerge and really what IoT is about. And I think that's a question that so many people have, so many of our listeners have as well, is, well, well, what is IoT? What is this new thing? What is on the cusp? What does it mean? How does it change jobs? How does it affect businesses? What do we do about security? What do we do about connectivity? I mean, all of it. So what's your take on that? How would you, how do you start to define it? Bibi, I think that's such a perfect question because I think that's where we have met with resistance to this point is that people don't totally understand what the IoT is, right? We're tossing around the term IoT or the Internet of Things, but what does that really mean? And so I think number one is educating the public about what the Internet of Things is. It's about anything being able to be connected through the Internet to another thing, and it's communicating information. For instance, everybody's kind of familiar with a Fitbit, right? Right. So you wear a Fitbit, and it gets data on you, and it transmits that data somewhere. It doesn't just stay in that little watch, right? It goes out somewhere. So that's what the Internet of Things is. It's Mm -hmm. not the product. It's not the Fitbit. It's the data it's collecting and what it's teaching you or telling you about yourself or your world so that you can make a change for the better. Help me understand from your perspective how disruptive this innovation will be, both from use case scenarios and also employment. 
because let's be honest, this technology is so revolutionary and disruptive, it's going to knock some jobs and careers that we traditionally think of out of the way and probably render them meaningless. So let's let's break it down a little bit. Start with uh, some of the use cases that you see that excite you. So first and foremost, I think that it's going to cause all of us to have to look at you know, are we accountable for what we're actually contributing in the world? Are we making a difference? Will it disrupt? Yes, and it already has. And I think the other way that it's disrupted is that it's caused opportunity for certain industries to actually move out of the boundary of their industry and go into another. So, for instance, say Tesla, right? Tesla is a technology company that just happens to make automobiles. But they also are a company that's disrupting other areas. Think about their solar cells, right? So what if they have solar panels, you have solar panels on your roof that are made by Tesla, and you're able to capture your own energy, do you really need a utility company anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, energy and utilities used to think they were protected by regulations. They're not protected anymore. Just the same as taxis aren't protected by regulations when Uber came along. So... It's allowing, I think, companies to break the barriers of what their established industry was. And now we're looking at how can a company serve, and they may be able to serve in a multitude of industries. So where do you see this mesh of industries happening? I'd love your prediction if you've got a little crystal ball over there that you can. (laughs) Gosh, I don't know if I have a crystal ball, but I think where I'm sitting right now looking here in 2016 Future Forward is that in the past, we've looked at what kind of products can we make and take to market. So the beginning of the Internet of Things, of IoT, was about products with sensors that could collect data and send the data. But see, that's old school. New is really the data. The power, the money, the ROI is in the data and how you harness that data. And more specifically, the companies that are asking the right questions of the data and doing the analytics to come up with solutions and answers that serve people and companies and enterprise, that's where the money is to be made. So I think it's a shift from a product-centric industry into a service-centric industry. Let's talk some time horizons as to how long you think that'll take. Uh, you You brought up a healthcare example earlier. I look at healthcare today and just the base level usage that of the IOT is putting sensors on crash carts so they simply know where these devices are. That is a huge advance, but how much longer will it be before we're actually able to take patient data that is gathered by all these connected devices and actually put that to use to improve patient outcomes and reduce healthcare costs? So we got the sensors, we know where stuff's at, great, that's one step. Where, when do we get to that next tranche of data? If you're developing products in the healthcare space, for any company to successfully develop a product, it's got to have a return on its investment. It has to have some sort of profit or reason for making the device in the first place. And the problem with healthcare is, is who benefits from the product? Who benefits from this? And who is going to save the money? Who is going to save the time? And and our healthcare system in the United States is riddled with a lot of intermediaries who don't necessarily care. And so if they don't care, then for instance, for you to have, say, a telemedical visit with your doctor, 
that doctor is going to do real-time medicine with you but only get reimbursed $50 for that visit. You know, who is going to substantiate that that doctor's time is only worth $50? Well, you, when you develop these products and services, you have to always think in your mind, how are you going to pay for these products and services? Who is benefiting from the product or service? And who has that fiscal kind of carrot dangling above them to even want to go there? So healthcare is a big, big problem. And I think we're going to see a slower movement in IoT with healthcare, unfortunately, because I do think that has the biggest benefit for actual people and patients. But we don't know where the money is coming from and because we don't know who cares the most about saving that money. There's too much changing of hands in our mm -hmm. system with money between insurers all the way down to the patient care itself. The other issue is patient privacy. Um, you know, we have HIPAA concerns. We have um, governance issues. You know, who owns that data? If you are wearing a sensor... And it's collecting, say, your electrocardiogram, it's collecting your blood glucose, it's collecting your pulse rate, it's collecting your temperature, it's collecting all these personal and private pieces about you, and it goes somewhere, right? This is where we have to start thinking, where does it go? And if it's going into the cloud, whose cloud is it? And then where does that data go? And, and who's going to use it? And who, it, this question of governance and who owns the data is going to have to be answered, I believe, because in healthcare, you can imagine a cascade of consequences with your personal data getting into the wrong hands. So my question then becomes real simple. All this whiz-bang technology, all the wonderment that lies ahead of us, all the benefits and value that we can derive is the regulatory privacy and security concerns, will, are, are they sufficient enough to just put a lid on this whole innovative era? Do you think we can sort these heavy-duty issues out? We're going to have to sort them out. I don't think it'll put a lid on it, but I do think it's going to create a problem if we don't all get actively involved in this decision-making process. The public cannot abdicate their responsibility to security or privacy concerns. Because the problem is, is once you let that go, it's really hard to get those back. Because if you think about it, the more we evolve in this technology, the more of our personal data will be gone. So even outside of healthcare, think about smart cities. They're gonna know every move you make, where you were, what you did, you know, do you really want someone to track your every movement? And so if you think about the dark side of IoT and the level of monitoring, we have never known that yet. So even though we may have had some privacy losses in the past, I believe we have seen nothing yet because we've never had the capacity to grab all that personal information like we are having now and going to have in the future. So we had better pay attention. What are some of the most prominent changes that you think we will see or that are going to evolve with all of this? Because as you just said, I mean, I think our eyes are just starting to open to how I, vulnerable we are. I agree with you, BB. I think it's about public awareness. It's, I think it's about the public starting to care. If you saw with the recent DDoS attacks that we had, I thought that was a really big warning signal. Um, I think that they can do much more than take out our Netflix. And I do believe it's to give the public a wake-up call and go, you know, you need to care enough about security to change your factory settings on your security, you know, on your devices. That's how, you know, if, if people don't understand, that's how a hacker can break in. Any device that's connected to the Internet, think of it as being a doorway. 
And if someone can open a door, they can travel all the way on up into, you know, that cloud where everything mm -hmm. is stored. And um, then everything's exposed. I think the thing for us to remember with respect to security is that it's never, it's never if, it's always when. So it's not if, but when. Security breaches are going to happen. They will happen. I think that it's naive of us to think that it won't. So what I think is critical is for us to have an exit strategy to know what do we do when it does happen. So what do you think is, is going to be so exciting? What is on the cusp? I mean, is this going to make people so afraid of Internet of Things that they're going to just really tiptoe their way in? Or do you see people just charging full force, saying to hell with the security thing? <laughs> you know, we get hacked, oh well, we'll move forward. <laughs> well, I think, I think knowledge is power, right? So I think it's... It's about understanding your challenges so that you can harness your opportunities. And the opportunity outweighs any negative cost whatsoever. And I think that the bottom line is the beauty of the Internet of Things is the data that we can collect and the new computing power for us to be able to analyze this data so that we can answer the important questions and in fact add AI onto that so that in the end it's people creating machines to support people. People helping people by harnessing technology and this technology is here to support our lives in the highest possible way and that's how I choose to see it is that there's an amazing opportunity and I believe we just need to go in eyes wide open and be smart about it. We've been listening to Tamara McCleary. She's the CEO founder of Thulium.co. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. My pleasure. So what did you think of our conversation? She certainly gave us a lot to think about. Oh, she can cover a lot of ground, indeed. Yeah. And this technology, the whole digitization era, ushers in some new ways to look at how we as a society organize ourselves, how we pay for things, and what our priorities are. Well, that's all for this episode of IoT Emerge. I'm T.C. Doyle. And I'm B.B. Jackson. Thanks for listening, and join us next episode.